This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome all you lovely alpaca people. We watched the weather and judged the time, and yesterday we finally made a start with the shearing. Recently it has been possible to let the girls have more freedom, and they tend to spend the night out on the bank of the lake or in the car park next to the lake. Both get quite cool, hence the preference I assume, but therefore both will tend to produce more dew on fleece ready to be sheared. And it also delays the start time, and therefore prolongs the finish time. It took a lot of the day before, on and off, to get set up. Clearing out the stable, the shearing area, washing off the mats ready, sweeping out the dust that accumulates in the corners. We bring a table into the main stable so we can set up our centre of operations. The bags, the labels to go on the outside, and the slips of paper, duplicates of the labels to go on the inside, because, from experience, they do not always stick as well as you would like. Why has this bag got two labels? Why has this bag got none? We've learnt to be organised. It speeds things up. It avoids mistakes. Well, it reduces mistakes, at least. The checklist avoids last-minute panics. Well, it reduces last-minute panics. I was sure that I left the sample bags in the drawer with everything else last year. You know, when you can't find something, you have to try to remember when and where. When did you last have your hand or your eyes on it? And where was it? Or where were you? What was my logic 12 months ago? Where would I have put it? You do know that old logic doesn't make much sense today. So there were a couple of trips to the garage by the house. Good old gracious Sue making the journeys without complaint. We work well together, but it's always easier if I have thought ahead and don't have to send Sue off to find something I have forgotten to get ready. I thought I had. I thought I knew where it was. It has at some time in my life definitely been right here where I left it. I know it's not there now, but I'm sure it was once. The first day of shearing can be a bit like this. Well, not so bad this time. We've had worse starts. The last couple of years I have had a collection of willing helpers rather than Sue, post-op one year and torn ankle ligaments than the other, which meant she wasn't able to help. I did miss her. Sue did manage to find an older pair of glasses to wear rather than risk her current good pair. There have been incidents and some blood and some broken glasses. It is not always straightforward, as the theory suggests, and it's remarkably physical when there are only two of you to manage a stubborn 70-kilogram lump of alpaca. They vary in their approach, but more of that in a minute. The girls were up first. I'm not slow, but I don't go for speed-shearing records. The animals deserve respect and some time and space to approach the shearing in the right mind. We started with breakfast. They always like to have food when I bring them down to the stable. 
Alfresco breakfast. That's unusual. I gave them tea in the field, too, to get them a bit more acclimatised, but they still thought it was a bit odd. When we were ready for our first participants to be shown into the shearing parlour, we moved them all down in a group and into the stable and separated off the selected starters, mainly the black and the bay. The expected sunny week would have more impact on them given their darker colour. So we released the others for another day and did the final setup. Shearing machine ready with comb, cutter and a spacer. Millie was up first and she's an older girl and her fleece just doesn't grow quite so long anymore. So the spacer just leaves it slightly longer in case we have an early winter. She's the one who will scream, spit and make a fuss. She likes us, but sometimes not what we do. Millie was first. Everything else would seem easy after that. She started, sat down in the small stable. And we needed her up and next door in the large stable. So how do you move a grumpy hormonal alpaca that is stubbornly sat down? Carefully is the answer. I tried. I was at the back lifting her rear end trying to get her to her feet. Of course, she was pointing forward and unfortunately directed at Sue, who was holding the door. Oops. Her spitting is not totally unexpected, but it was not my planned start for my intrepid assistant. We managed to get Millie just inside the large stable door and she sat down again. Stubborn like superglue. Eventually, we manoeuvred her forward near enough to the ropes to tie her legs for phase two. It sounds a bit barbaric, but it is safer for them and for us to have them tied and on a mat. More green paint onto the wall and the mat and Sue again. Safely secure, we could get to work with Millie, reminding us of that one thing we had forgotten. Ear defenders. No, seriously, it is that loud. I worked as quickly as a good enough, fast, but safe job would allow. Interestingly, with all of the ones we sheared, toenails were in good shape, well worn down. It must be all of the travelling around the valley and frequenting the road-planing car park. Job done, and after a courteous thank you, not, she headed off to show off her new hairdo to the other girls, who were free outside the stable corral. Or maybe that was what she was after, freedom. It varies. Some just wander back in while we're cleaning up. They don't feel that stressed by the whole process. Millie was keen to leave. A quick sweep up and resetting the shearing machine meant we could do our next mini-challenge, a mini-Millie, known better as Alwyn, Millie's daughter of two years ago. She's a sweetie, but feisty and a bouncer of the others, but a lovely smile and mischievous face to go with it. Once contained... We overcame her strong legs to get her positioned, and away we went. A much quieter version from the Millie mould. A welcome change. Betsy, another one, is stronger than she looks, but we managed to get her in the right place, and she unfortunately got Sue full on with her mouthful too. It's difficult to work in front of an alpaca when they are a bit stressed and wound up. Once down on the mat and settled... We ran through the blows, rump to back, top of the leg, along the body, from belly, 
slightly rising each time until it slipped over the shoulder and down across the front of her chest. Releasing fleece as you go while you have easy access makes life much easier when you turn her and come at it from the other side. It all has to come off. The head was a little tricky with Betsy as she moved at just the wrong time and I had to balance the other side to match the unexpected shortness. I think I preferred doing the darker ones in the morning. Usually the work means we go through the colours from light to dark and this group are done last at the end of the day when I'm tired, the light is reducing and I'm working on a dark animal on a dark mat. It is amazingly difficult to judge depth and perspective in such circumstances. No nicks or cuts this time, for which I'm always grateful, and I'm sure the alpacas are too. Going a bit slower and knowing the anatomy enough to know what to expect under the fleece makes a big difference. Always really cross with myself ever I do nick them. Blue spray is a wonderful thing. It's an antibiotic spray which leaves bright blue colour so you know where you've been. There seem to be less flies compared to the same time last year, but they won't be long. So we have some nice smelling fly repellent spray, which has got various oils. Almost a good aftershave, and it certainly helps me keep the flies away too. Day two of the shearing dawned bright, but slightly cloudy. The planned heavy fleeced alpacas to focus on today were a bit damp, so we went with who we could find to get us started. Haney, a lovely dark fawn with heavy fleece and last year a bit of a skin problem. Much better this year, so more usable honey and darker coloured fleece to be cleaned, carded and ultimately wet felted. That's what we tend to do. We got through a number of our planned girls before we finished for the day. More would be better, but we're doing what we can in this far from normal situation. The younger ones particularly had some beautiful fleece. Yona, Haney, who I already mentioned, Ellie, oh, she had a bumper crop, just like last year, tight crimp and soft handle with a beautiful off-white colour. Or is that just dirt? As you're shearing, you can see the dirt line. It's above the skin level, but it clearly shows just how much alpacas love to roll. The fine weather continues, so does the shearing. Amelia, an old hand, grumbled and spat a little, but likes to have the dense fleece off for another summer. It will be her career arriving soon, along with a number of others. For no particular reason, she has always had boys. I wonder what it will be this time. Take care of yourself. Have a break with an alpaca if you can. And I hope to see you again soon. The shearing should all be done by then. This is the Alpaca Tribe. And I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a good day.